0: And we are live, MMA Uncensored Live, number 17. Excited to be back, as always. I uh, want to give a, a very, very special thank you and a, and a very quick thank you to Dana Brooke and Yuli Diaz for being on last episode. Dana Brooke's a WWE superstar. Her uh, boyfriend is Yuli Diaz. He's a pro boxer, MMA fighter, and bare knuckle fighter. So we had a blast last week talking so pretty soon you're going to see me in the jungle gym i did get invited out there i'm doing some extensive training for this and i think me and uh, ashley are going to get in there and uh, we're going to spar i'm going to see what i could do i don't know i can't make any guarantees uh but guys thank you again the following continues to grow and we appreciate that you can subscribe on youtube at mma uncensored and also follow us on the ever-growing ig page at mma uncensored double underscore uh tonight very special guest. She is amazing. She's got a podcast too. And I want to talk about that as well. UFC fighter and she's got cool tattoos. I want to talk about those tattoos too. I'm very excited. I see her in I see her smiling back there. Uh, Ashley Evans Smith. Ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing her up right now. Let's do it. Ashley. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? How are we doing?
1: It's been a good day so far. Started off right, a little bit of training, went to the beach for like an hour, got some sun, and uh, yeah, now I do a podcast work and doing a podcast with you, so good day.
0: It's a. It really is a great day, you know, especially for everything that's going on in the world. It's a good day. I like to hear yeah.
1: that. I mean, there's still pandemics and, and riots and lockdowns, and California, where I'm at, is shut down, but trying to be creative and... Yeah. Uh, be successful regardless of the circumstances. So, just keep smiling. I guess
0: that's right. Uh, now, where about are you in California?
1: I live in Orange County, uh, okay. I live in Santa Ana. So, yeah,
0: very nice. Now, uh, so now, when you say things are shut down, like completely shut down, like stores, uh, shops, restaurants.
1: No, it, you know the first lockdown, and don't call me on this. There's a difference between um, like shelter in place, which is basically, you can only go out for necessities, right? The grocery stores, medical Mm -hmm. supplies, you know, maybe the bank or something. Um, That's not what we're in right now. We're in somewhere between that and normal. We can go out to restaurants, but you can't dine in. Um, some restaurants are basically blocking off the streets and you can eat six feet apart, like in the street. They've set up tables and chairs and stuff like that. Um, gyms are closed, unfortunately, which is the biggest issue for someone like me, You know, the athletes and the people that need the gym gyms open to not go crazy um, or if they're preparing for a fight. Um, and a couple other things have closed down, you know, places of worship, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's weird. A lot of things are closed. A lot of things are semi-open. Um, it's a weird world we're living in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Actually, like you know, now you know, it sounds like you guys are, are, are taking it a little bit more seriously. I'm in South Florida, and everything is open, and yeah. it's nuts. Like the numbers are spiking up. Everybody's freaking out. It's pretty crazy. And like you can still go to a restaurant, you can still eat. I mean, yeah, that they're, they're, they're doing the social distancing thing, but it's weird. Like you can walk into a restaurant with a mask on, and then you can take it off when you get to your table. So I don't understand what the difference is between walking from, you know, the the front area to your table with a mask on, but then when you take it off, you're okay. Like to me, it makes no sense. So
1: I, I don't, I don't feel like I should speak on it. Everyone's got their own opinion, you know. Yeah. I. I at this point I, I feel like we don't really know what's going on. Some people are getting sick, some even less people are dying. Um, but, if I have to wear my mask for this to end sooner, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to be a Karen and, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll wear my mask. Um, but uh yeah, Florida, that's different because I know in my own experience, Florida follows its own set of rules. So um, I'm not surprised by that.
0: Yeah. It's the wild west down here. It's pretty crazy. So what, if, so like, for you, you know, because all of this is going on, what are you doing to train? Well, what's your, you know, your alternative?
1: Yeah, um, not all hope is lost, really. Mm-hmm. I have without putting anyone on blast, I have a couple of gyms that are for lack of a better term being a speakeasy, you know, like sh- yeah. you know, um, and uh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, sh- the password? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh good enough to stay in shape but it's not ideal to train for a fight. And, um, you know, I have been offered a fight during the quarantine and unfortunately had to pass it up, not because of the gym situation. I'm actually nursing an injury um, that I had last year. But with the gym situation uh, combined, it was definitely not a a smart move. And, you know, everybody knows the UFC is very hard to get into. It's even harder to stay in. So um, it's all about taking calculated risks, but also making very smart decisions. And uh, for me to take a fight right now with a nagging injury Mm -hmm. and not having half my gyms and coaches and teammates to train, um, it's just just not smart. But financially, a lot of other fighters might be between a rock and a hard place Mm -hmm. and might have to fight through an injury or through zero gyms or or whatever. So it's a crappy time. It's a crappy time.
0: it is yeah i mean fighters want to get paid you know you're putting all this work in then events are getting moved and canceled and it's it's difficult now uh what kind of injury do you have that you're
1: so last year i got stem cells in my pec minor and shoulder area um basically if you're familiar with wrestling i did like a Jap wizard and oh. tore my pec minor and shoulder area uh, happens, you know, my opponent my or my partner actually did the correct defense. She sunk her weight down and just pulled everything on that. But uh, so what happened was got the stem cells and then uh, went straight into a, well, did some rehab and then went into a fight camp, was supposed to fight a long fight camp, actually about six mm-hmm. to eight months. Um, I got the longest notice I ever have from the UFC, which was really nice. So we um, had Molly McCann as an opponent. We Fine. game planned appropriately trained our butts off, were ready to make weight, flew all the way over to London, and then uh, didn't get to fight. So uh, I was training through that injury, um, and I really wanted to fight, and I you know, believed that I could win. That's why I took the fight, regardless of the injury. But when all the gyms shut down, um, and we kind of became a little sedentary, sedentary? What's the other <laughs> um, We weren't training, right? Got a little fluffy and whatnot. And then two months later, they opened back up. And i hit it hard i was like all right we're just gonna get this fluff off and i'm gonna take a fight as soon as i can and when you go too hard too fast boom so re-injured my shoulder and now like i said before i'm like do i take a fight with you know one arm or do i you know make a smart decision yeah so so and it's hard you know i i do need to fight you know Mm -hmm. i'm not Making a bajillion dollars sitting on my, my butt over here, but at the same time, you know, take a fight, lose the fight because of an injury, get cut from the UFC. Was that hmm. really a smart decision? Probably not, you know?
0: Yeah. So uh, th- that fight you were supposed to have with Molly was back in March, right? Before, like, like right when everything went down.
1: Right, right when it went down. Like we were the, we were on the front lines, let's say, you know, wow. it was you, you can fly over there and take the chance of having to fly back, take the chance of getting quarantined and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, it just felt right. It felt like, you know, you go into battle, you don't know what's going to happen. Let's yeah. go. You know? So I already knew that anything could happen. And the in my mind, like, okay, worst case scenario, I'm trapped in London where, where I've never been, you know, for 30 yeah. days, I'm just going to make vacation. Make- yeah. The <laughs> So that was my way of thinking. Didn't happen that way. We had to right. fly straight home, um, fortunately, because I, I don't, don't want to be stuck there for 30 days. But um, yeah, didn't even get to see anything. Like literally flew in, slept, woke up, and had to fly back. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,
0: I've done that before. I actually was like in uh, was on a layover. I was in uh, London's airport for like three and a half, four hours. Nice airport, but I mean, you know.
1: Yeah. Not enough time to explore. Can't do anything. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now uh, we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit because I'm curious to get to know you. Um, now, you're originally from California, born and raised.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm originally yeah. from Northern California, a very, very small town called Ukiah in Northern okay. California, um, like 1500 people or something like that. Yeah, very small. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what was that like for you growing up in a small town, you know, wanting to fight, I'm sure, at a young age? What was that like for you?
1: Uh no, I didn't no. really know what MMA was until much later in life. But uh, okay. make a long story short, was always a tomboy.
0: Yeah. Ended
1: up wrestling on the boys' team all through high school. Nice. Was actually pretty good at it. I um. I know I excelled. I, I think I took a lot of my teen angst and you know applied it to wrestling and I beat up some boys. And uh, that was really fun for me. And I became really good at it. It's so much that I got a scholarship to go to college. Went to Menlo College uh, from 2005 to 2009. Met Carla Sparza my freshman year. We became friends. We wrestled together all four years. She was the one who actually showed me what MMA was. And I remember telling her like, uh, my freshman or sophomore year I'm like oh you're crazy you know I'm just going to wrestle I don't I don't that's that's too much and uh, a couple years later after college after I, we graduated I ended up moving down from northern california to southern california and starting to start to fight
0: wow so that's pretty cool so really your your friend was the one who got you you know interested
1: yeah i mean yeah. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't really have known what it was. But um, this is many years ago. So obviously, women weren't in the UFC. Dana White, you know, women will never be in the UFC, you know, all that. Um, and when we did it, when we started, since women weren't in the UFC or making any kind of money, we did it because we loved it. And we'll still do it because we love it. But let's just say we're very happy that Dana and um, everyone else has come around. <laughs>
0: Yeah. we've seen some amazing women's fights over the years, you know, I mean, you know, Amanda Nunez sticks out, you know, she's been incredible in the UFC. She's beaten pretty much every big time name out there and dominated them. You know, we've seen, we've seen a lot of great women fights in UFC. So when you were, you know, when you were coming up and training and, you know, obviously Dana White gave the green light for women fighting, who were some of the the trailblazers for you that, that motivated you and, inspired you.
1: Um I mean I you know I Rhonda Rousey was on the same amateur fight card as I as I was. It was uh, a tough enough it's in Las, Las Vegas and you know they're really great amateur promotion. They do a really good job of exposing you to the cameras and the lights on a low level before the big stage. And um, so we her and I were literally on the same card and you know I saw her you know Skyrocket through the ranks and into the UFC and all that. Um, I I didn't necessarily look up to her, like idolize her, but Mm -hmm. I looked at her like, all right, if this girl can do it, so can I. And um, I didn't get into the UFC until maybe like a year or two later. I took a different path. Um, I wanted to be on the ultimate fighter, got called, but didn't have enough fights at the time. I think I was 1 0 or 2 0, Mm -hmm. something like that. So, um, you know, Rhonda was great, you know, just to know. Just to see that women were capable of that, um, but before Ronda, it was Gina Carano, yeah. um, Julie Kenzie. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of Sarah Kaufman, a lot, a lot of women that I watched. That you know, I feel un- it's unfortunate because they were in their prime before women were in the UFC, and then they, maybe they got a couple fights in the UFC, but mm-hmm. you know, they really had a lot of you know miles on them fight wise um, and it was just maybe too late for them at that time to make money in the sport so like i said super grateful that i am the age and you know at this at the stage of my career that i'm at
0: yeah uh yeah you're still young you know you still have kind of you know (laughs) hey look you're still there you know you still got time you still got time uh, has there been any talks of you know of, of a potential fight when you're healthy or do you have a time frame when you think you're gonna return?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I just said, uh yeah. the injury mixed with California just closing down again, yeah, doesn't make me eager to to sign a contract, you know. Right. So um, but at the same time, I was supposed to fight in March. It's been, you know, like April, May, June, July, like way overdue. And I'm kind of notorious for only fighting once maybe twice a year. Not that I like that, but right. um shit happens. I don't I don't know. Yeah. say. Uh, <laughs> you got cowboy Saronis and then you got, I don't know, means you know they like <laughs> I know people probably are like how is that chick still the UFC? I see her fight like once every 10 years or something <laughs> like that. But um it's not because I like to fight once every 10 years. Trust me. Um so to answer your question, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I really don't <laughs> know. um maybe, September if this thing you know if I'm a good girl and I do all my rehab and you know lots of rest and perfect diet and all that that'd be ideal um but then maybe the gyms aren't open and at this point it doesn't matter you can't wait for the gyms to open back up I got sponsored by zebra mats so we matted out my whole garage my boyfriend oh, nice. yeah my boyfriend's a black belt so you know I can't say like oh I don't have a gym it's like mats and a black belt boyfriend jiu-jitsu taken care of you know
0: and you got a built-in gym right your house is perfect
1: yeah. you can always run the streets aren't closed you know there's lots yeah. of things that we can do with just our body weight so um a lot of people are getting discouraged and that's not an ideal fight camp but it's something and it's better than nothing
0: yeah and like you said you know there are gyms out there that kind of take that speakeasy approach you know <laughs> people are going in And then we see other gyms that are open, you know, that everybody's in there and they're doing their thing, you know? So yeah, it's just, I guess it's really your demographic, your geographical location, you know? But like you said, you gotta, you gotta make the best of it and hey, why not? Black belt in the house, Matt's in the house. I think you're okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, uh, we didn't really care about the gyms being closed down. It was more so the injury, but now. In conjunction, it's like, let's just hold off until things get a little better.
0: Yes, that's definitely a good idea. Well, I know a lot of people are looking forward to seeing you back, you know, in the Octagon. You're a fan favorite. Uh, obviously, I'm a fan of yours as well, so I can't wait to see you back in. September, that would be great. Uh, I know they're doing another uh, – I think 252 is going to be on Fight Island also, right?
1: You know, I don't know. I know it that is. at the end of July – they moved back to Vegas at the Apex. Right. But anything after that, I don't really know. I just like the world, as you know, you wake up, you look at your phone, you're like, has the world imploded yet? I don't yeah,
0: know. Yeah, I know. That's
1: so like, what's going on? Maybe in Florida, you guys are in your old land, but like California, it's like, Every day, something new. Um, Today, something popped up on my phone. It's like West Nile is now a thing again, and I'm like, "Oh, we need mosquitoes, you know?" Like (laughs) (laughs) Like they're
0: driving everybody nuts. Today, I saw a post about they made a, they got a chicken and they got a a chicken embryo and they put dinosaur DNA in it, and now all of a sudden we have a T Rex growing in some somewhere in an egg. Like, (laughs) even if it's fake, I don't even want to see it.
1: It just feel like I keep saying this to people. I'm like, I feel like we're living in a movie because every time you say like what's going on in the world, you're like, that's fake. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that can't be real. Like, no, this is real. This is real life. I can't believe
0: <laughs> it's the have you seen like the the uh, Dr. Evil memes when it's like he's like, It's July, you know, release the Myrtle <laughs> Hornets, you know?
1: Yeah. Um uh, uh, my favorite is um you know, congratulations! You have reached level six of Jumanji, or whatever, because it's like <laughs> release the wasp, and now the dinosaur or the rhinos, or whatever. It's yeah, one thing after the next.
0: It, it, it's absolutely crazy. I What do you think about like UFC, Dana White, all the stuff that they've been doing during these crazy times? What do you What do you think of all that?
1: So, I was real um, doubtful. Like, I was what I was a naysayer, and I feel oh. bad because. I just was like, there's not going to be a Fight Island. No, no, no. It's a bunch of, you know, whatever. And Dana was so gung ho. And I'm like, man, he's going to look real stupid, you know. But like <laughs> now I look real stupid because I doubted him and he's doing this amazing thing. And as long as everybody is safe, it's, you know, it's going to go down in history books as one of the coolest fucking things a promoter, an organization has ever done. You know, um, and I'm grateful because even though I haven't fought yet during the, you know, the COVID times, I guess you would say, what? Uh, friends of mine, like Carla Esparza, she fights on the 25th on the Island and that'll be her second time fighting during COVID times. So, you know, she's pumping them out. If you can, you know, get in where you fit in kind of situation. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, so grateful for to Dana, so grateful to the UFC. Like, who, who who can do that what other organization no none nba mlb no one else can do that so they've been struggling yeah i i think it's an amazing i'm grateful and mm-hmm. uh you know i'm sitting i'm sitting at home watching you know, watching the fights like a like it's normal and yeah. it's crazy i can't i yeah hard to believe i, I doubted it yeah. so much
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do you think like of the like it, it's to me it's so different watching. Without the fans, with the fans, you know, I think the cool dynamic is the fact that you could hear the shots. You could hear, you know, each corner yelling at at, at their fighters. What, what's your take? Do you prefer with fans, without fans? Music,
1: sorry.
0: Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: okay. Sorry, I don't know. There's some kids playing outside with toys or something. I don't know. I hear
0: it. It sounds like a bird or something.
1: Yeah, I'm like – yeah. Don't you know I'm
0: doing a podcast and I could kick your ass?
1: Hopefully, you guys can see me. Okay. Um, your question was about
0: the uh, like watching it on TV uh, without fans. Uh,
1: I think it's not ideal because for me personally, there is this uh amazing like energy that you get like a drug, I guess you would say, because I never do drugs, but um, you know, it's like this high and this like. You know, I, it, it revs you up and um, you're scared and you're nervous, but it's like a feeling that you'll never feel any other time. And um, it's kind of sucky because, you know, our fight careers are very short-lived. You know, we have a very small window to be in the limelight. And uh, that walkout and those fans is a part of it. And so, you know, all of us who are in the prime of our career, that's taken away from us. You know, small price to pay given the, you know, the the uh, the current situation of the world. But I, if I had to choose, I would always choose the fans. You know, they make us or break us. You know, they, they pay to see us watch or lose. You know, they support us. They buy our merchandise. They, you know, pick us up when we're down, send us good messages, send us bad messages. Um, you know, they're amazing um and so it's it's not what i want to do but if i have to choose fight with no fans or don't fight at all i'm gonna fight with no fans
0: yeah of course you have to yeah yeah it's uh it's interesting you know of course the fans there's the adrenaline like i was even watching uh, a yankee game yesterday there's no fans it it just it doesn't feel right you know guys are in home runs into the bleachers and you see the ball bouncing all over the place like i want to see people catching it you know like it's just, it's just I mean, totally different.
1: So Carla, you know, she's my closest coworker, if you will. Okay. And she, you know, basically like sisters we're hanging all the time. So one of the first things she said was, man, I could hear DC commentating. And I'm like, that seems distracting, you know? Like, and he was, she said that he, she could hear him be like, Carla's, you know, doing this wrong. Like what, fill in the blank. Right? So mm-hmm. she literally was like, oh, I am, you know, so that worked to her advantage. But let's just say he was talking trash, you know, like, man, Carla's just real suck, you know, like maybe that gets into her psyche or something. And, you know, so it's going to be weird. It's going to be different. But like you said, you'll be able to hear your corners a lot better without all the background noise. I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to find out. I do. I do want to find out because like I said, it's like, this is such a crazy time for us Mm -hmm. in 10 years when I'm, or twenty thirty, I don't know, old and wrinkly, right? It would be nice to say, oh, yeah, I fought during the COVID times in Abu Dhabi yeah. or wherever.
0: <laughs> That's pretty sick, though. Yeah, a lot of these fighters get to having this opportunity to fight a fight island, you know, friggin' island that was created just for this, you know. Great. Really cool stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting time. Who knows how, how long it's going to last for? Hopefully not much longer, you know. When we want get back to normal again. I know I'm sure you do as well, training and everything like that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, i don't know i i thought it would be over by 2020 you know um but now with the second closure and there's some new vaccine that is clearly not ready to be uh used on people uh, uh, i don't know like we could see some major repercussions with the vaccine and i don't know it's so scary it's weird
0: it is i have a fan question
1: okay yeah, good.
0: i'm gonna pop it up yeah it's a common fan question but it's directed for you so let's get your take okay what do you think about connor
1: uh connor to me is like the male rhonda so love or hate them they have brought so much attention uh to the sport you got to be appreciative if you're a fellow fighter and i am and um you know He's not my like kind of guy. I don't think he's attractive. Some girls are like, oh, he's so cute." I'm like, nah, I don't really like blondes," <laughs> you know. Um, and um, you know, I'm not. I've never been a fan of trash talkers. Um, you know, I remember when Rhonda and Misha had like their little beef. You know, Misha would try like shake her hand, and Rhonda would flip her off. Yeah. And then, yeah, my name is Rebel Girl, and yeah, you know, I've got tattoos and maybe like a badass image or something like that. But at the end of the day. Um, there's little girls and there's little boys and there's people, you know, that want to be exactly where you're at looking up to you and you're not being a good sport. You know, Mm -hmm. sportsmanship is a big thing. Respect in mixed martial arts is the foundation of what, you know, of what we do. So McGregor doesn't really do that either. And he, he's not my favorite, but I appreciate him. If that answers the question,
0: (laughs) I think you answered it well. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know that's that's the name of the game. I know this. You know, some fighters look at it like, "Hey, I want to put asses in the seats. I want to sell tickets. I want people to know who I am. I want to make the big bucks," and they put a whole show on. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's appreciative for people like me or some other fighters who we just want to fight, and you know, maybe we got a a unique look or something like that. But I'm never gonna, you know, grab the mic and be like, "I want you," you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know so if you guys could do it sell more tickets for us more power to you <laughs> that's
0: what's up That's what's up. how many so talking about your tattoos how many tattoos do you have
1: i stopped getting that question i think like a long time ago because i'm <laughs> one i guess you would say i don't know um yeah I, I got my first tattoo when i was 15 with the guitar string gun and uh it's been all it's been all, I won't say downhill, but like it's just, you know, clearly I'm running out of room.
0: <laughs> well, you got another arm there, so it looks like you got some space.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I told myself I would never go on this arm, but I okay. kind of see. I like, didn't stick to my words. So. Right.
0: There you go. So what's your favorite one?
1: It is this one right here. It's on my shoulder. It says Goomba. And that's, Goomba. What, yeah, that's what my, so I was raised by my grandpa. And he is the sweetest, most awesome guy, still alive. Everyone goes, Oh, I'm like, no, he's still around and kicking. Uh, I was raised by him and he would just called me that uh growing up. It means best friend. So um Yeah, it's yeah.
0: an Italian phrase.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. Is your is your was your grandfather Italian?
1: He's part Italian and he's mm-hmm. not my blood, so everyone's like, Oh, you're Italian. I'm like, no I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And I learned early on that your blood, um just because someone's not your blood doesn't mean they're not your family. It's right. who loves you and who looks after you and who's always there for you. So
0: So true. It's just about who's in your circle and who's not. That's that's your family, whoever's in your circle. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So uh you got a podcast too. I'm really interested in, in hearing about your podcast <laughs> and I'm I'm what you call promotion friendly. So You can name drop your sponsors if you want. You can talk about your, you're in my home now. So when you're in my home, you're, you're a part of my family. So you could talk about whatever you like, but I am interested in knowing about this podcast called sex and violence podcast. Am I right? Mm Yeah.
1: Um, that's the name of it. It's called sex and violence with rebel girl. Rebel girl is me. If you're not a fan, you might not know rebel girl is my nickname. So sex and violence with rebel girl. Um, we are all over we're on spotify apple all the major podcast platforms and we're doing really well you know um i try not to look at the numbers because it's like looking at the scale every day stresses you (laughs) out you know but um the numbers are going up every day whether it's instagram followers downloads subscribers and i think it's because i've got two topics that um together pretty well. Um, Everybody loves sex and everybody loves a little bit of violence. And essentially what it is, is uh, I'm the host and I'll interview top level MMA fighters. Uh, It's been 99% UFC fighters so far, Um, mainly current and active, but also a few retired and ex fighters. Um, And then we've also had one adult entertainer on to kind of get an expert view of the sex. Um, you know, Um, aspect of the sex and violence, and we'll do that from time to time. I'm gonna have some sex um, therapists on, some psychologists, um, and we're also gonna start branching out into different genres, music, comedy, that kind of stuff. So um, Kendra Lust, for example, she was our adult entertainer that came on. She's a a friend. Yeah, you guys, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. So beautiful, beautiful woman. Huge lover of mixed martial arts, and uh, she just so happens to be an adult entertainer. So perfect for my podcast because we talk about mixed martial arts. Um, if it's a fighter, we kind of see what where they're at at the time. You know, do you have a fight coming up? And pretty much after that, it's all sex—the sex, sex aspect—and that's broken down into romance, uh, dating, mm-hmm. relationships, and sex. And so. know i'll start off very slow and i'll establish kind of a rapport with the guests you know are you single um are you dating anyone widowed whatever you got going on right and then we'll kind of talk about some pros and cons of uh maybe being a fighter and dating do you online date do you date you know in person you old-fashioned that kind of way and then we will Make our way into love and romance, and you know we'll find out are they romantic? Are they kind of um, you know are they a traditional type of person? Whether they're a girl or a guy, and then yeah we'll talk about sex and we'll talk about um, some topics that people don't normally talk about. You know um, mm. what do you prefer? Or you know um, nowadays everybody is like oh I identify like this so. I'll ask my yeah. guest you know how do you identify are you um, heterosexual homosexual bisexual pansexual I don't know <laughs> you know it's a,
0: a lot of different ones
1: It's an it's, it's an interesting world we live in yeah and we're having a really good time we're um, I think what we're essentially what I'm trying to do as a host is humanize these spiders that um from a fan's perspective have really been dehumanized you know like you know dance smokey dance dance in the cage you know and they feel like um they can say anything to us that we are you know uh yeah we got thick skin you have to have thick skin in this industry but at the sure. same time we're people just like you everyone's got an awkward virginity story you know yeah yeah, yeah you know? everyone's been maybe catfished once or twice i don't know you know That's- so <laughs> um, It's a fun podcast. We play a couple different segments. One segment is called "Fuck, Marry, Kill," and that's where you choose three people, and you got to choose to fuck one, okay. marry one,
0: or kill one. So,
1: um, I can you, think-
0: can you play the game with me?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so, so am I giving you the three? Sure. Okay. <sighs> you know, I'm I'm because I don't want to sit here and waste your time. I'm just going to give you one I've already given to one of the other guests. So okay. um, in all respect, always with respect. Always.
0: This is just very, for fun.
1: Very, yeah. I'm a very, very respectful person to my fellow fighters, to my organization. Um, so anyway, the last uh, guest that I had on was Alex Hernandez of the UFC. Okay. Uh, and he got this one. So you can you can have the same one. So All right. Deal. So. Anyway, fuck, marry, kill. You got to choose one. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. All right. Okay. So uh, 115 champ. You've got Jessica Andrade, you got the 125-pound champ, you got Valentina Shevchenko, and now you've got the 135-pound champ, Amanda Nunes. you got a fuck one, very one, kill one. So- I think
0: I might get killed just for answering this
1: question.
0: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to have to go with fuck Shevchenko.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Mary Andre. And kill Nunez. And the only reason I say kill Nunez because I think she'd kill me first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, <laughs> you fuck Valentina, marry Andraj, and kill Amanda. Yeah. All right. Okay. Alex chose to, I think he said, fuck Amanda, kill Valentina. No, kill Andraj. Yeah. I killed Andraj uh, married Valentina and fucked Amanda. And then I said, no, Amanda fucks you, Alex. He said yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we, we, we end off the episode with, uh, fan questions, which are direct fan questions. Every week I will release the guest, you know, this week coming up is Felice Herrig. Um, so I'm getting a lot of questions for her and uh, I'll take five or six and I'll, Ask her to answer them, and it's pretty fun because I feel like that's a – like like you do, you know. You are directly connecting the fans to the fighter, and I think they really appreciate that.
0: I love doing it. You know, I think it's it's a good thing. You know, it's just a good thing. It gives people an opportunity to speak, get connected. You know, that's the biggest thing. Actually, it's funny you said about fan questions. So today, <laughs> as you know, I put uh, a story on IG. You shared it as well, uh, and it said, ask – you know, what do you want me to ask Ashley? And the questions that I were getting total, total filth and, and disgust. They're just All terrible. So, so, what's that?
1: All the deviants out there.
0: Somebody's asking about your feet. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, really?
1: Well, yeah, no, thats that would be PG compared to what um, I oh, think. No, there, there was some
0: other ones. <laughs> too.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I got,
0: I got respect, so you know. Yeah, I watch what I ask, but there was some weird ones. It's like, dudes were obsessed with your feet for some reason. I don't know. There's something special on your feet that uh, that uh, all I these think- guys are, like, talking about your feet.
1: I think it's – uh, and I don't know this, but I, I've tried to research a little bit since I am getting into this new realm of um, – of- sex and, and relationships and fetishes, you know, all that, you know, and I, I was already into that, you know, I'm a very sexual person. Um, I listen to dating and relationship podcasts. So it's just, I don't know. It's um I don't know a hobby, but it's just something that interests me. I would listen to true crime as well, but I don't, I didn't really want to do a true crime podcast and that didn't mix with MMA, you know? So, um, but yeah, so anyway, so I'm listening to these podcasts before my podcast and feet, are a very very big thing, so I'm not really weirded out by it. And what I've come to, this is my theory. I think that the feet guy talked to the female fighters um, a lot about their feet because we're barefoot and we show them more than you know, actresses, comedians, um, even models. Models a lot are in shoes and stuff, but we are always barefoot. You know, like fighting, training, so. That's just something I've thought about cuz I'm like why why feet? Why us? We're always barefoot and you know on the dirty mats. Mm, I don't
0: know, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. I didn't think of it that way. That's right. But yeah, barefoot. Bare, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. Feet, look, I mean, <laughs> you know, I think feet need to be, t- you know, you know, every men and women, you got to take care of your feet. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? You got to do it. Take care of yourself. But for something about women, I think that they should have clean feet.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think. You know, um, no,
0: I mean, nails. You know, just keep them clean.
1: Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've heard this um, in passing and, you know, whatever. Uh, I feel like men tend to think, or or women, whatever, um, tend to think that if someone takes care of their feet, that they take care of the rest of themselves. it's so, so a good so- point. It's a good indicator, I guess. But, but again, this is just my theory. I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's a mystery. We have to, it's it's always case by case with this kind of stuff.
1: I hope I get a fighter or someone else on the podcast that tells me, oh, I love feet. Let me tell you all about it. That would be great.
0: <laughs> oh, child, that could be a long rabbit hole you'll be going down. <laughs> That's cool because now you have a new subscriber to your podcast. Yep. And I am. Of course.
1: Okay, cool. <laughs> and
0: I am going to definitely, I'm going to share it everywhere. I'm gonna, I'm, it, MMA Sensor yeah. is going to share it. We're going to make sure people check your podcast out too, because I like it.
1: Yeah, it, you know, I. It, in my little trailer that I, I um, created the other day, I, I'm so new to this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the, what's that phrase? It's like. I don't know how it goes, but it's like, you're going to suck at everything. You're going to suck at the first time you run your mile. You know, you're going to suck the first time you try to do MMA, but you're going to get better. And you just got to start somewhere. And um, thank you, COVID, I guess. It just felt like I couldn't use any more excuses. It was like, you know, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. No, 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 you're not. (laughs) You know, you're stuck at home. It's time to pivot and uh, use this time adequately to, maybe this is something that sticks around forever maybe i transition after i'm done fighting which is not anytime soon um into being a host of a podcast full time or or you know i'm doing two movies hopefully in uh 2021 really yeah i did a small movie last year it was called lola it's a female boxing movie okay it's in the works of getting picked up by some major companies. Um, that's all I really know right now. I had a non-speaking role, so nothing major, um, but it was fun. And I met a lot of um, a couple of different directors and producers that mm-hmm. want to put me in their movies in, well, supposed to be this year, around this time, mm-hmm. um, but now they pushed it back to next year. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that those things work out. Um, I'm not saying I'm some great actress, but like I said, You gotta try and start. You're probably gonna suck. I probably suck, but I'm gonna try and get better.
0: (laughs) No, no, no. You got the look. You got the personality. You're gonna be fine. And you and you know what it's like to be on the big stage. So, I think. Not that stage. That's the the cameras. Don't worry about that stuff. That's That's cool though. Now, um, I just started watching on Netflix Kingdom. Have you seen it?
1: Okay, I have not. And i feel bad because everyone's like it's so good and there's mma fighters in it and
0: yeah, so it's really good
1: is frank Trigg in it
0: yes and uh there's actually i thought i think i saw like isaac valley flag in there mike beltran the referees in it okay. um who else was in it like i start seeing people like randomly popping up left That's- and right
1: that's really cool. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. friends with Frank Trigg, and uh, I think I saw him post something about it, and so I should check it out. Is it on Netflix?
0: It's on Netflix. It's three seasons. Uh, there's ten episodes in the first, twenty in the second, and ten in the, the third and final season. Okay.
1: Well, I we have run out of things to watch on Netflix. I've seen every stand-up comedy special.
0: <laughs>
1: we we went on a, a binge watching. Um, you know. Episode like everyone has probably with Netflix. And uh I was on a gangster, gangster movie like kind of theme for a little while. And now it's just like, you know, whatever will pop up, you know. We were on Tiger King when the quarantine first hit. and- Carol fucking Baskin. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Carol fucking Baskin. So I'm from a small town member, I said, and um, I swear, uh, I've seen all those characters in my small town before. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy that looks
0: like that, <laughs> yeah. I think we've seen all of them, you know. Down here in Florida, we got like Loxahatchee Road, which is like you know really close to like the swamp area and stuff. So we have the Gator Boys, they're down here, the swamp people, you know. They're that's what we got some of those down here. This is some characters, yeah. I do like Florida.
1: I spent some time cool. in Miami when I was fighting for CFA. I don't think they're okay. anymore, but um, I had. Have- it's fun, just really, really fun. I like Florida or like Miami at least a lot.
0: Yeah, Miami's like a whole different place compared to the rest of Florida. So it's like it's oh, a okay. whole
1: little, oh, okay. <laughs> all <right>. all little
0: <laughs> island. Yes. <laughs> I got another fan question. Yeah. What's the best part about being a female UFC fighter?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I like that one. So, so many perks, you know, um, and, and benefits. Essentially. I'm doing what I love, and to be completely corny, there's a phrase: it's make your vocation your vacation or make your, oh god, make your vocation your vacation or something like that, and you'll never work a day in your life. So, okay. yeah. Yes. So basically, do what you love, right? And um, mm-hmm. when I first started doing MMA, I couldn't there was no future financially in it. I just did it because I loved it. And then somewhere along the line, they're like, Hey, do you want to make, you know, a thousand dollars? I'm like, I'll do it. You know? And then a thousand turned 10,000 and 10,000 turned into more and more. And so, um, money is not the best thing. The best Mm -hmm. thing is that I found a way to make my vocation, my vacation. And so I love my life because I get to do what makes me happy. But that's not even the best part about being a female MMA fighter. The best part is that my whole life I've been in a male dominated sport. I started out wrestling in high school, Mm -hmm. I wrestled in college, and then I got into MMA, right? So, and I've always been a tomboy, you know, I'm wearing some lipstick and I got, you know, whatever, some makeup on, but in my heart, I'm a tomboy, you know, like, I don't really want to wear a dress. Like I don't mind getting dirty. Like, so, um, being a female MMA fighter on this or so female UFC fighter on this big stage, I've really gotten to, to show that it's okay to be tough and feminine. And um, I remember when I was younger, I struggled with that because I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, if I do these tough, rugged sports, I'm going to be, you know, they're going to think I'm a lesbian, you know, like, or whatever, or I'm not going to get a boyfriend or something. And now it's like, I feel like I can embody a strong woman, but also, you know, a feminine woman, if that makes sense.
0: It does. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you're doing, you're inspiring so many other women and young girls that are coming up to to do what you're doing and feel okay within their own skin that hey you know I, I could do this too. It doesn't just cause I like doing tomboy stuff, you know, who cares? I'm like, so still, like
1: still a lady, damn it.
0: <laughs> you know? I'm a lady. I may not wear high I may not wear high heels. I wear I'm, boots, but I'm, I'm a woman.
1: I'm a delicate flower. <laughs>
0: With a lot of thorns on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love being a fighter, specifically a UFC fighter, because it's the top of the top, you know, Um, if I fought for Bellator, and I never made it to UFC, there would probably always be this little part of me that was like, dang it, I never made it to the top level. Um, So here I am, following my dream at the top of the top. And, um, you know, every time I take a fight now, um, there's no easy fights. And so when you win that fight, the feeling is like, you know, you didn't cherry pick, you know, that was not an easy fight. And it feels so good. It's, it's much, much more rewarding.
0: Pretty amazing stuff. And then uh, (laughs) Trevor followed up with, thank you. I have a six year old girl that wants to do it. And I will tell her that. Thank you.
1: That makes me so happy.
0: (laughs) Great advice right there.
1: Yeah. One time, um, I've had this uh, shaved part of my head for like I don't know four or five years, maybe even longer now. Um, and oh uh, yeah, it was before I got into the UFC, so 2013, 14, somewhere around there. Um, and right after one of my fights, a fan sent me a video <laughs> shaving his daughter's head, and he's, she's like four years, five years old, and she's like, "Look, I'm like Ashley," and I'm like, oh, "What am I doing to the youth?" <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: They're they're getting corrupted. They're becoming yeah. rebels. That's what they're doing.
1: Yeah, early age. So
0: it's the rebel girl movement. That's yeah. what it is. So if you had, I'll do a fan question for myself. But um, if there if, if there's anyone today, let's say you're in perfect health, uh, you know we're ready to talk fight. Who would you want to fight? Who do, who would you just really like to get in there with and test your skills?
1: I mean. <clears throat> It, when I have my heart set on something and my mind set on something, I really, really, really want to do it. And so for, like I said before earlier, six to eight months, we were training for Molly McCann.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, turns out she's a pretty cool chick. You know, her and I got to speak Um candidly and open with each other after you know we end up not fighting and she's a very cool chick but there's just still something that I want to fight that little meatball you know like <laughs> I, I I trained so hard for her type her style and um you know her in general and I respect her as a fighter and um but if I don't get to fight her that's fine but just like in my mind I'm like I'm ready to fight her. I trained, you know, like long range tools and all the, you know, and like the game plan. And Mm -hmm. I just know that it was going to be good. And she got to fight a week ago in um, Abu Abu Dhabi and that could have been me, you know? And so um, it was bittersweet. And then unfortunately she lost um, Mm -hmm. to a girl, another girl. I was supposed to fight on the Uruguay card, but I, I was sparring and some girl dropped down and put me in a knee bar and popped my knee out a couple oh. fights. So that's what I'm talking about. Like I like to fight, guys, but sometimes shit happens. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, I got to watch those two girls fight and I was like, i me up. I'll fight the winner," you know. And um, I'm just so hungry, you know, mm-hmm. um, at this point that I've never, I've never said no to a fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've said. Can we push it back because I'm a white and I'm a fat girl? You know, I I never want to miss weight. You know, I think that's our first job as a fighter uh, being a professional. So instead of committing to something and missing weight and letting everyone down, including your opponent who you should respect enough to make weight, I've said, I'm gonna have a little more time to prepare. And other than that, I've never said no to a fight. I said yes to Jermaine, uh Baron, how do you say her last name? Jermaine. You know
0: what I'm talking about?
1: 135? Jermaine. Jermaine? Uh, De Rindami, she, Jermaine, Dutch kickboxing oh. girl. She's in the UFC. You know
0: who? Oh, on. Jermaine. Uh, uh, Radame or something like that?
1: It's so hard to say her name. But anyway. Redami. She ain't no joke. Let's just say that. And uh, <laughs> I've I've signed a lot of contracts like this are you sure coach okay let's do it you know like and um you know a couple weeks in a training camp and um you start to feel prepared mm-hmm. because ultimately all you can do is train and i right. you start to feel prepared and when you're prepared you start to build confidence right so um that girl and, and, and in, my, in my heart of hearts i wasn't sure how that fight was gonna go but mm-hmm. I, i'll never say no to a fight especially if i have adequate time to, to prepare Right. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's sorry, long-winded answer would be whoever.
0: <laughs> yeah, bring it on. Let's do this. Yeah, uh, yeah, with
1: if I have a if I have a gym and all my limbs. That's it. That's all I want. A gym and my limbs. That's it. Please.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. What do you th- what do you th- what do you think of uh you know the 135? What do you think of all the women's divisions? Which one stands out to you the most? Who do you think's the, you know, uh, the next the next big one coming up? You know, sorry for me, yourself, of course.
1: <laughs> um, it's interesting because I remember when they just added the 125, I kind of got talked into dropping down to 125. And I'm already yeah. a decent size bantam weight. So yeah. when they were like 125, and I'm like, what are the pros and cons of dropping more weight? You know, I like food. And uh yeah. they were like, the division's gonna be so open, and I'm like okay, you know, so, um, and then I dropped the weight, and, you know, fought a couple times at 125, and, yeah, like, it definitely is a little bit more open than 135, but it's starting to build real fast, you know, and so, then I look at the 115 pound division, which, obviously, I will never go, um, and that's just full of killers, too, so, I think, obviously, the 145, if that even is, I don't think that's even a division, I think they, like, make special fights for the girls that are that size. Um, but the 1- 115, 125, 135, those are all great divisions. And um, I don't think one is lacking. I really don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, Shevchenko, she's great. You know, she's uh, 135, right? I believe she's 25. Yeah. 25 or 35?
1: 25,
0: 125. 25. Okay. She knows yeah, at
1: 135. Um, now her and her sister. Who I was supposed to fight. <laughs> um I yeah, that's uh, right on a uh, tough, tough finale card. And it just like ugh. it and she fought Caitlin Chikagian recently. Chikagian fought an amazing fight against her and um, you know, grappled out grappled her. And in my mind I'm like, I would have done that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course. Like coulda, woulda, shoulda, right, Ashley. But still, it's just um mm-hmm. It's hard to watch sometimes when you have the opportunity in front of you and then some sh- shit happens like COVID or an injury or whatever, right?
0: Yeah. But,
1: uh, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to the next card. Uh, you know, I I'm really the, the one I'm really looking forward to is uh, the DC and Stipe part three.
1: Yeah. You know, I cannot believe that there's so many I, – I just can't believe that they're putting on fights – wednesdays and then saturdays and then wednesdays and then saturdays like i feel like all those ufc all the ufc staff and the behind the scenes people and the you know front of the house like megan all the people they deserve a big big christmas bonus because you know they're probably all sleep deprived and you know missing their families and whatnot you know unless they hired a whole bunch of new people which i doubt Mm -hmm. No, they're probably just overworking the current staff. Um, they deserve raises and bonuses for sure. Yeah and,
0: and unlimited masks and hand sanitizer for the life.
1: Yeah I mean throw it out there. I, I think after all this no one wants to see a goddamn mask for the rest of their life you know <laughs> unless you're at know. A, you know a worker or somebody has to wear that but.
0: I, I, I'll laugh like Halloween comes and nobody even gets dressed up. Nobody wears a mask. They're sick of it. <laughs> want to wear a mask.
1: Oh, Halloween is my favorite time. And I, and I, I just don't think that we're going to be through this, you know? So I don't think there's yeah. going to be Halloween parties and all the cool stuff. It's just my favorite holiday, but whatever, more years.
0: <laughs> That's right. Do you have a career plan after the UFC from Trevor?
1: Trevor, thank you for all your questions. <laughs> Trevor,
0: he's he's digging it,
1: holding it down. Um, like we talked briefly earlier, I have two movies that are, you know, on the horizon. I can't tell you when because of the COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the producers and directors don't even know when. So I would like to. I studied acting in high school and college, and um, my degree is in mass communications. So I was the editor of my newspaper for my junior year and my senior year. I did a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And now that I'm fighting and getting older, I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do uh, after my career? Right. Mm-hmm. So the podcast is not the end-all, be-all. You know, I have yet to monetize it. That's that's a goal in the future. One hundred percent that's if i do monetize it that will be something i do it won't be the only thing i do maybe i do some movies some stunt work you know um i don't i know a lot of people are like are you gonna open a gym are you gonna do this no i don't want to open a gym no gym. <laughs> no gym i see a lot Top of people, business yeah i see a lot of people um you know they want to do that for their fight career and um i love fighting but i think i would like to branch out for the you know golden years i'd like to do something different i'm always going to be a fighter i'm always going to train i don't Mm -hmm. see myself um stopping ever because i like food and i will get way too fluffy if i don't (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah i really don't know and that's a scary thing to say so Mm -hmm. trevor your guess is as good as mine at this point i'm working on things and i think i'm a little a little more proactive than most fighters because I, i talk to my colleagues and a lot of them are little clueless on what they're going to do afterwards and uh, i don't know i've been worried about that for a long time because i come from um lesser means so i'm always thinking about how i can take care of myself but i will be around probably forever maybe i'll commentate fighting i don't know
0: i think you i was just gonna say <laughs> we, we don't have any women commentators in the ufc right now commentators that's there all the was- dudes
1: there was this uh, promotion, oh I don't I, okay, I'm not going to say who it is. But um they were talking with me and my agent about commentating. They are a pro am promotion out in Florida.
0: And uh Come on down. Have, I know all the spots. I'll hook you up.
1: They had like four cards a year and they would fly me out and I would do the commentating and stuff like that and I was so freaking nervous. I was like putting fights on, putting it on pause and being like, all right, now, like practicing, you know? So I was really gung-ho. I was I was game to try it out. Like I said before, probably going to suck at first, but I just got to give it a shot, right? Give it a shot. <laughs> just do it. That's it. Just do oh, it. He's in, in a Kimura. I mean, Americana. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't cut. Fuck oh, shit. <laughs>
0: hey, it'll make for good TV. And it'll make for a lot of memes and more publicity for you. And more sponsorship opportunities for you. So make all the mistakes that you want. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, pull,
1: a, pull a Steve Harvey moment or a, a Janet Jackson moment, you
0: know. <laughs> Ooh, listen, there's not wrong with a Janet Jackson moment.
1: Okay, okay, just
0: kidding. No Janet Jackson. <laughs> That'd be cool though. I'd like to see it. UFC does uh, You know, it's all it's all the dudes, you know, you got Rogan and
1: and uh, I you know DC yeah sorry to cut you off i I thought uh misha was leaning towards that for a little while and then she went over to was it one yeah um and i don't know what she's doing over there but i was listening to her like post fight commentary and she's very well spoken obviously you know very typical fighter she knows her stuff and so Mm -hmm. you know very pretty very camera presentable whatever you want to say um and then she just did her own thing so uh who is it now I mean Karen Bryant, she is like not commentating, but I, I love she's probably like idle.
0: She you does, know she does a good job. But I wanna see somebody crazy. with the headset on. I wanna see a woman yeah. with the headset on, you know. I wanna see something like that.
1: That's stressful. I feel like you're gonna get so much shit. Like you know, then you like, gotta
0: do when somebody gets knocked out, you're just gonna be like, oh <laughs> <laughs> that's all you gotta do.
1: Or when they do the the side by side limelight, you just gotta go virtually identical. <laughs> you,
0: <know? laughs> you gotta do the like kiss each other side by side, like
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would try it for sure. I don't I don't know if they're ready for a tattooed commentator. They might not.
0: I think they're ready. Yes.
1: You go with the impulse.
0: No discrimination. Do it. <laughs> and not discriminate against tattoos. Do it.
1: Do you have any tattoos, Joe?
0: I have a few. Yeah. I got uh Half a sleeve over here of uh, Satan. Uh, I got, uh, he's getting slayed by Saint Michael though, so it's okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> then,
0: uh, I got a Japanese letter here that I got when I was like 17 and thought Japanese letters were really cool back then. <laughs> uh, and That's then a- I have an Italian flag on my right arm with a shamrock because a wee bit Irish as well.
1: So. Oh, You and Carla are like twinsies. She has. Uh, kanji, uh, the Japanese letters, um, okay. and she also has a shamrock because she's part Irish. Eh? She's Very, very proud to be uh, part Irish. She's Irish and Ecuadorian. So yes, proud
0: <laughs> Irish. We we know how to drink our beer. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, are there any uh, sponsors of yours that you want to shout out? Uh, I know we touched on your awesome podcast. Was there any anybody that's you know been by your side for a while and that took care of you?
1: Yeah. If you guys do want to check out the podcast, it's, you know, like I said, all over Spotify, Apple, all that. And you can uh, find our Instagram at sex and violence with rebel girl. It's kind of long, but, um, and the main people have been uh, Kevin Boyd. His He goes by DJ Zoll. He is the audio engineer. He edits the podcast and um, you know, without him, it wouldn't be a thing because I, I, I'm creative a little bit and I love talking to people, but technical stuff, oh, out the window. I cried. <laughs> so, um, shout out then, shout out. shout out. Yeah. And he also runs Tomorrow Kids Studio here in Santa Ana and it's right down the street from my house. I'm telling you, Joe, this was made for me. I drive like, boop, I get there two seconds away, hang out with, with Kevin, you know, call him who I've known for a couple years, it's just like hanging out with a buddy, yeah. you know, the person calls in and it's so fun. And I really, it's like, it's been saving me mentally because, you know, since my injury, I can't train. So I've been getting a little, a little depressed, you know, as fighters, we're pretty, pretty extreme. And when we can't do what makes us happy, we feel the other extreme, you know? So, um, so yeah, so him and uh, Rick Lee, he's uh, the producer. Um, he's been helping me out here and there and, um, you know, those are the three main people that we don't have any sponsors right now. Um, I haven't really been focusing on that. I want to create a really good product. I want I want someone to tune in and be like, Oh, I got to get on this podcast. I got to sponsor this podcast. I want my brand or my product to be in this podcast. So, um, if any of you listening have a brand or product and want to be on the podcast, you can go to that Instagram at Sex and Violence with Rebel Girl, or you can also DM me. I'm very nice and personable, and I'll talk to you about sponsorships.
0: That's awesome. Yes, you are very DM personable. It's very good. Good. Yes, I'm excited. I'm I am a new fan of your podcast, so I will be tuning in as well as uh, now. Is it? just audio or is it video as well
1: okay so it is just audio for now but i'm getting many requests to do video Mm -hmm. and i i I think that's the next um evolution of the podcast because you know right you and i right here someone could essentially put their headphones in and hear us but I think most people are visual, especially with some a podcast called "Sex and Violence." You know, you want to see oh. some facial reactions when they talk about whether or not they have sex toys at home. They're like, oh, you
0: know, yeah, exactly. So you got another new fan.
1: Oh, thank you, Nova Murphy. Hey, this is cool. This is really cool. The little bars that pop up and all yeah, that. Yeah, we're,
0: we're doing we do the engineering on the fly here. You know, so
1: maybe I'll call you for some tips and tricks when I transition. <laughs> A
0: video, we'll do. I'll, I'll give you a free tutorial
1: <laughs> for sure. Thank you,
0: thank you That's very much. <laughs> you know, this is, this is what I gotta do. This is what I do. We gotta help each other out. I think it's great. You know, uh, I started too when I started my podcast. I, st- I had a different podcast that I was doing before this one, and I just started audio. I had a laptop and a microphone in my kitchen. You know, yeah. I just started there, and then you know. you you evolve as you, as you go along, you know, and then you get the camera and you get the better equipment and you start getting, you know, better as you go. So
1: You know, I, I'm pretty extreme. Like I said before, whatever I like and whatever I set my mind to, I Mm -hmm. get obsessive. And so listening to podcasts about podcasts, how to podcast, (laughs) you know,
0: that's a moneymaker right there.
1: I'm nerding out hard and it's just like top <laughs> 10 reasons why podcasts fail. Number one, inconsistency. I'm like, all right, I'm never going to miss a week, you know, <laughs> just, a week. Woo, take a breath, Ashley. But, um, but I love it and it's fun. And mm-hmm. so far 90% of the guests have been my friends. So it's just like shooting the shit, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, We're talking to each other and, you know, I don't talk to my friends always about these topics, but um, mm-hmm. since we are friends, it's, I'm kind of, uh, cheating a little bit. I feel like I'm growing and, um, I've chosen my guests strategically because, you know, let's say I had to interview you about your sex life. It's probably going to be a little uncomfortable for you.
0: And it could be boring, you know,
1: (laughs) I I doubt that, you know, it's just a boring interview is not, in my opinion, a boring interview is the fault of the interviewer not the interviewee. Correct. It is your job as the host and the interviewer to create, the, to make the interview interesting and to get something out of your guest, but in a very non-intrusive and invasive way.
0: Keep it very conversational, you know, yeah. like I like I brought up your feet earlier, like yeah, of kind of a, kind of cool. a weird <laughs> topic to talk about, but we, we merge into that weirdness. Course, yeah. yeah, and
1: I am a very open girl, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> Say it, it's okay then. Yeah. <laughs> So it's Perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I like. It. I think you're going to do great with your podcast. So you know, I wish you luck with that. I think uh, you know, you got you got the look. You got the, the obviously the communication is there. You know, you're interesting to talk to. You have interesting <laughs> things to say. So I think you're gonna you're gonna definitely branch out. You're gonna do great for sure.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. I, I I really I like. I, I told you off camera. I haven't been doing a lot of. Uh, podcast as a guest myself, because, you know, I feel like no one wants to talk to someone who doesn't have a fight coming up, you know, like, eh, she's boring right now. But I also really want to get the word out because I think that this podcast is important. I think it's mm-hmm. it's somewhere between a comedy podcast and an educational podcast. Yes. and You know, I mean, it's not serious, but I do speak on some serious topics. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to know me a little bit there's you know i always you know introduce the guests but i also let you guys in on my life too so if you guys want to listen if you want to find out about your fellow fighters or you know your you know idols and fighting and all that uh tune in
0: tune in guys ashley thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight you are officially uncensored <laughs>
1: Been uncensored for a while. <laughs> Ooh, I like
0: it. You rebel girl, you. I love it. Thank you Thank so you. much. Ashley, can't wait to see you back in the octagon. I'm looking forward to it. Let's stay in touch. And okay. uh, I want to send you some cool stuff, too. So uh, DM me whatever address you want me to send that out to.
1: Perfect. Hey, I will send something back. Ooh, I
0: like <laughs> that, too, you know.
1: Thanks, Joe. This has been fun.
0: Awesome. Had a great time. Have a good one, Ashley. Bye,
1: guys.
0: Bye. And that's a wrap. MMA Uncensored Live, number 17, with Ashley Evans-Smith. How great is she? So so much fun to talk to, so easy to talk to. And she made a good point. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk to fighters that don't have a fight, but this is why we do this. We want to get to know people. We want to get to know what goes on in their life, outside fighting, you know? Uh, so it's really cool. And look, made a new friend, and I'm getting a special gift. And I'm going to send her a gift as well. Maybe I'll let you know what the gift is. Maybe I won't. But uh, it was a lot of fun. Guys, thank you again for tuning in uh, to this week's episode. It's been a lot of fun. We got some cool guests that are coming up in the pipeline. Some shockers, too. I think you guys are going to like that. Um, but uh, really looking forward to to continuing to grow the podcast. And thanks to you guys, the the followers, the subscribers, the listeners. Can't do it without you guys. So thank you so much. It's uh, much appreciated. Shout out to the sponsors. Got to give them a shout out because they help us keep the lights on here at MMA Uncensored. Uh, So hit them up, you know, for your CBD needs. Hempboca.com. Check them out. Use coupon code MMA for a special discount. Uh, Also for your cannabis needs, for quality cannabis, hit them up. VeteranFarms.com. And, of course, uh, our newest sponsor, shout out Sports Flick. Uh, you could go to your app store, download the Sports Flick app. You can watch the upcoming Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship 11 on Sports Flick, as well as many other sports. So check them out, Sports Flick. Pretty awesome stuff. Guys, thank you again. Girls, thank you again. Ashley, thank you. Uh, MMA Uncensored number 17. Hope you all have a great night, guys. Take care.